I'll just uh, welcome to all of our friends and family that are here for our graduates. You did it. Clap for them, huh? Now the work really begins. You're going into a world that is a mess. It's a mess. Inflation, politics, economy. And what does Jesus say to you today? He gives you this great line. He says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. I read that and I was like, how can, I, how can we not be troubled? Everybody, I, t- I, I have tons of people that I talk to. They're full of fear. Maybe even you, leaving, going off to college. Maybe there's, there's some fear. Maybe you're troubled. You don't know what to expect. And that's because I think that we don't really understand the power of Jesus. We can't. Because if we did, we wouldn't be so afraid. We wouldn't be so troubled. Our hearts have yet to be redeemed completely. And so what I want for you guys, and for everybody in this church, is a new heart. That's what we need. The redemption of the heart is what Christianity is all about. It's what love is all about. But here's the thing, you guys. Our hearts, they get us in trouble all the time. A lot of trouble. How many times do I get hurt because of my heart? When someone we love most betrays us, what do we say to them? You broke my heart. The worst kind of ache is heartache. The worst kind of burn is heartburn. (laughs) The heart is so good. And it's so beautiful. But it gets hurt so easily. And it takes a long time to heal. There's a story about a guy. And all he wanted was a heart. And we got to go all the way back to Kansas. (laughs) The name of the Tin Man, before he became the Tin Man of the Wizard of Oz, was Nick Woodchopper. He has a story. In the book, we encounter the Tin Man. You see, in the movie, we don't get to hear the Tin Man's story. We just see him sitting there, you know, like, oh, I can't. Right? You remember that scene? But in the book, he tells the story of how he became the Tin Man. He wasn't always the Tin Man. He was actually a normal man. And when he meets the Scarecrow, the Scarecrow says, I'm going to Oz to get brains. And the Tin Man says, oh, I see. But after all, brains are not the best thing in the world. And he says to him, well, do you have any? The Tin Man says, no, my head is empty. But once I had brains, and I also had a heart, and having tried them both, I would much rather have a heart. The scarecrow says, and why is that? And the tin man says, let me tell you my story and you will know why. He said, I wasn't always tin. Originally I was a real man and I fell in love with a beautiful munchkin maiden who worked for this mean old woman. And so he fell in love with this maiden and I wanted to marry her. And so I worked hard chopping wood so I could one day take her away from the mean old woman. But the mean old woman didn't want that to happen, so she asked the Wicked Witch of the East to cast a spell on my axe. And my axe became magical. One day as I was chopping away, the axe magically slipped and cut off my leg. (laughs) This is a great line he says next. He says, this at first seemed like a great misfortune. (laughs) Yeah, hanging on the leg. 
He said, I knew as a woodchopper I wouldn't be very successful with only one leg. So I went to the tinsmith. And he made me a new one. And the new leg worked very well, so I used it and started chopping wood again. Again, my axe slipped and cut off my right leg. But no worry, the tin man made me a new leg for that one as well. After this, the enchanted axe cut off my arms one after another, but nothing lost. I had them made new again. The wicked witch then made the axe slip again and cut off my head. This is another great line. At first, I thought this was the end of me. <clears throat> but the tinsmith was even able to make me a new head. But little did I know how cruel my enemy could be. She made my axe slip one last time. And it cut right through my body. And alas, now I had no heart. And so I lost all love in my life. I no longer cared whether I married the girl or not. The whole story of the Wizard of Oz is born out of a broken heart. And why I think the author, L. Frank Baum, right? His first name was Lyman. I think that's why he went with L, right? The reason he wrote it, it came out of heartache. And I think that that's why he says, out of the Tin Man character, the heart is the greatest thing. And I would rather have that above all things. Because when L. Frank Baum was young, he was introduced to a young woman named Maud Gage. I don't know why they named her Maud Gage. It's a terrible name. Her mom was named Matilda, so they didn't do very good naming in the family. But When she is introduced to her, his aunt introduced and said, Lyman, this is Maud Gage. You're going to love her. And... Baum looked over and he said, Miss Gage, consider yourself loved. And he looked, she looked back and said, that's a promise, Frank, and I'll hold you to it. And Frank did. He loved her. He did everything he could to provide for her. They had two little kids, two boys. They moved to South Dakota. And the way that Baum would entertain his children <clears throat> is he would tell them stories. And he had his favorite story about a little boy that got whisked up into a tornado and taken to a far-off land. And the story goes that his kids, when they heard the story, said, Dad, what's the name of the far-off land? And Baum looked around in the house, and he saw a file cabinet. You know how a file cabinet says A to K, L to N, O to Z? And he said, Oz, the land of Oz. And the boys loved these stories. And he told them with such vigor that his wife finally said, you got to write these down. They're too good. And so he did. Now, Maud had a sister, and her name was Helen. They did a lot better with that one. Helen had a daughter whose name was Dorothy. And Maud loved Dorothy as her own daughter because she didn't have a daughter. And she doted over her and treated her like she was her own daughter. And before her first birthday, little Dorothy Gage got sick and died. And it broke Maud's heart. And Al Frank Baum said, how can I heal this broken heart? How can I? I told her I would love her. How can I fix this? And he thought about it and prayed about it. And you know what he decided to do? He decided to take his story and change it. Instead of a little boy being whisked up in South Dakota, there was a little girl who was whisked up into a tornado in Kansas. And Kansas is where Maud and Helen's parents were from. Remember, Maud's mom's name was Matilda. You know what everybody called her in the family? 
Auntie M. And her dad's name was Henry. And so he called him Uncle Henry. And then he took little Dorothy Gage, who had died. And her middle name was Louise. And he took the L from Louise and put it in the middle of Gage, pulled out the G, and you have Dorothy Gale. And Frank Baum gave back to his wife that little girl that she had lost, who had been whisked up into a tornado, taken away from her family so unfairly. And he gave it back to her in the form of a novel. You see, that novel is not for children. That novel was dedicated to his wife. To fix her broken heart. Why? Because that's what love does. Love fixes. Love restores. Love redeems. Everybody in this church, all of you, I guarantee everybody in this church, one time or another, your heart has been broken. Your heart has been hurt. And Jesus, who is love, is the one that wants to redeem it. He wants to fix it. Above all, he wants to give you a new heart. And whether you know it or not, you guys, the greatest desire of your hearts, it's not money, it's not power, it's not a big job, it's not toys, it's not stuff, it's love. That's why when you fall in love, it's so amazing. And when you get your heart broken, it hurts so much. Have you ever thought about that? It's because you were made for love. And that should be your desire. That should be your focus. And we go to the one to get love from the one who is love. John's gospel says God is... Participation points? Good job. God is love. Y'all know who St. Augustine is? St. Augustine was this young guy, somebody probably your age. <clears throat> he was wild, crazy, party, drinking. He, was, he had a kid out of wedlock. Wild man, famous. Had money, had it all. And he noticed that he wasn't, he, his heart was restless. He wasn't fulfilled. He had all this stuff, but he wasn't fulfilled. Until he encountered Christ. And then he wrote maybe the most beautiful line that's ever been written. Our hearts are restless, O Lord, until they rest in you. Until they rest in you. You guys, the redemption of the heart is not only possible, it's real. And it happens when you encounter Jesus. And if you haven't encountered him yet, I want to tell you how to do it. Because I don't know about you, but when I first met Jesus, you know what I met? I didn't meet the man who had unconditional love that died for me on the cross. I didn't meet the one who would do anything for me. I met rules. And lots of them. Can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. That was Jesus for me when I was your age. You know what I did? I left. I said, that's ruining my good time. I want more. And I went on to make the worst decisions of my life. And I pray that you don't do the same. Those rules that God gives us, he says in the gospel, if you love me, you will keep my word. Why? They're not there to ruin your good time, you guys. I know it feels like it sometimes. They're there to protect you. And to heal and redeem your heart. And when you get outside of that, is when you get heartbroken. I want to give you four things as you go off to college, four things, super easy. 
And for the rest of you this summer, the rest of your life, four things. First one is this. Find solitude. Get away from the world. The world is so loud. And when you get to that quiet place, don't have your, no phone, no music, no earbuds, nothing. Be quiet. And remember who you are and who you were created to be and who created you. Two, pray. I'm not saying a lot. I challenge you outside of Sunday Mass, which is a given. Go to the church once a week for five minutes. Just one other day during the week, swing by the church. I had a guy at Christ the King when I was the associate up there. Every day at 5 o'clock, he'd get off of work, he'd come into the church, he'd genuflect, bow his head, look up at the cross, stand up and leave. Every day. And one day I said to him, what are you doing? And he said, just saying hi. Just saying hi. Three, go to confession. To live the life of faith is hard already. If you are steeped in sin, it's almost impossible. It's like swimming with like a 45-pound weight tied around your waist. Cut the chain. That's what confession does. It breaks the ties of sin, and it makes life lighter, easier. And finally, number four, don't do it alone. Find somebody that wants the same things as you do. Who your friends are is who you will become. Don't ever forget that. For the heart to be redeemed, we have to fall in love. And we have to fall in love specifically with God. Because nothing is more practical than finding God and falling in love with Him in a quite absolute way. What you are in love with, what seizes your imagination, it will affect everything. It will decide what gets you out of bed in the morning. It will decide what you do with your evenings. How you spend your weekends, what you read, who you know. What breaks your heart, what amazes you with joy. Fall in love. Stay in love, and it will decide everything else. Students of the class of 2022, do something different. When you go to college, there's a lot of people doing the same stupid thing. Try something new. Fall in love with God, stay in love with God, and it will change everything. Good luck to you. I know my prayers, and when you're home, Come visit.